Rusty Quill presents. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Previously on Planet Arcana. Against the warnings of the Empress and without access to their magic, the three fools press deeper into Perido Peaks in search of the Underhush, home of the D-Named. En route, the crew is waylaid by local wildlife, an angry T-Rex, who, naturally, Crater and Simon attempt to befriend. They scale the beast to pull an obstruction free from its teeth while Celestine remains on the ground keeping the motor running for the inevitable quick getaway. Though the immediate danger is behind them, their disconnection from magic begins to take a mental and emotional toll on the group, on Simon in particular, and they know they must be close to their destination. 
The crew pull off the road to rest for the night, and during Simon's watch he explores the area, discovering a door hidden in the trunk of a tree. Further investigation reveals a discreet intercom and cryptic words etched into several trees. What could it mean? A warning? A security measure? An elaborate puzzle with a clever answer? Well, my dearest darlings, we shall never know, for Crater Wayne solves this puzzle with his axe alone, prying open the door and allowing the crew to descend into the underhush, unannounced. Once within the labyrinthine tunnels of the underhush, the crew use their pip's signal strength as a guide until they arrive at the room housing the generator. They manage to abscond with the generator without alerting the denamed, Crater carrying the awkwardly large device while Simon and Celestine guide their escape. But it is easy to become lost in the underhush. Disoriented and unable to retrace their steps, the crew find themselves just outside a room full of sleeping people where a woman plays a guitar and sings. Her face and name once recognizable across all the Fifth Collide, now remembered only by the fools. Teaspoon Equilibret. I can hear you. I am listening. Hear the cacophony coming from all across the Fifth Collide. Oh, how I miss you, my dearest darling. I miss the clockwork, the neon, the networks. Oh, these metropolises, these, these burdened, desolate biomes. Oh, the fun and games we have planned. But always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success. You will be tried. You will be compromised. I repeat, we have been compromised. But do not despair. You will see the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find all it takes is a friend. All it takes is perseverance. All it takes is a little audacity. All it takes is a key. Labyrinthine and stifled is the underhush. The tang of the mineral air is thick, and your only company as you carry the generator through the passageways are silverfish and centipedes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> you know the denamed, whom you've miraculously avoided so far, will be checking the generator room soon enough. You know the path to the surface will be even more challenging than your path underground. And sure enough, your wrong turns have led you directly to the only person you could possibly recognize here. And possibly the person you least wanted to see. And Teaspoon, whose life hasn't exactly been routine since CGA, 
Well, Teaspoon's day suddenly becomes very strange indeed, as Celestine, Crater, and Simon round the corner wielding an unlit Molotov cocktail before (laughs) eating shit on a nearby bedpost. (laughs) A moment of shock. Then Teaspoon steps to the window to yell her assurances that everything's fine. She turns to you. The sleeping bodies line the wall of this room, nearly unmoving. They were not disturbed by the noise, not disturbed as Teaspoon takes her seat and resumes playing her guitar. She looks at you with self-conscious intensity. I believe I've bought us 15 minutes. Are you... are you here to kill me? No, Teaspoon, we ain't here to kill you. Did you follow me here? We didn't follow you, but we half expected you might be here. We came for this. Point to the pep generator. I see. Yes, that that is quite the big deal around here. I don't think they'll like that. Yeah, well, the crew they stole it from didn't like that much either. You know how they acquired it? Well, I haven't been here for long, but I, I do know how they acquired it, similarly to how we acquire most things here, through stealth. Thievery. And killing people. Sometimes. To my understanding. So then you are aware that that's how this place operates. These folk came down and killed a bunch of scrappers that were minding their own business, took this thing and went on their way. And now we aim to take it back. And we aren't so stranger to doing a killing ourselves, so... I... (laughs) Very very good, Simon. I'm sorry. Well, thank you. I'm... What's your name? Simon? Uh, Simon... Yes. I see. Very good to meet you, Simon, Crater, and Celestine. I I have to say, this is really throwing me. I thought for sure you'd be here to kill me, and I, to be honest, I accept that fate. As for the generator, the D-named have problems of our own. My understanding, since I've been here, is that the generator, well, it's a means of contacting someone that's very difficult to contact. Who? They call them the Lost One. Do you know any more about this Lost One? Big title. Yeah, it seems very ominous. It does seem rather ominous, doesn't it? As far as who they are, I haven't been here for any of the communications. In fact, I really only just rolled in recently, and the biggest concern for the D-name seems to be, well, these folks all around us right now. And she gestures to the sleeping bodies they certainly seem to be sleeping their chests move up and down and yet they haven't wakened what's wrong with them well the thing about being denamed something that i discovered quite suddenly and with some discomfort is that magic well our relationship with magic changes and exposure to it it becomes quite painful and that is especially painful when we go to sleep specifically into the networks. The people you see here, they've gone in, and they're unable to find their way out again. That's terrifying. Exactly. It's terrifying, and if my understanding is correct, it is something that will happen to all of us on a long enough timeline. All of the denamed, you mean? To my understanding. Further to my understanding. And she walks over to one of the sleepers and pulls back a corner of the blanket, and you see upon them a rat sticker, and she gently lifts it off their skin. A few of them have taken rat, and they've gone in and just immediately been lost. 
typically this happens in stages. You take a little bit longer to wake up and then a little bit longer and a little bit longer. Essentially, you're trying to find your way out of the networks and eventually you can't find your way out at all. For this person, it took one time and supposedly that's been happening more and more for the past season or so. DMs, in this place of no magic, how do we have a way of knowing whether that rat is Edict's rat? It's a good question. I think that Crater has a chance of checking it because I feel like the other two of you were able to pick up, like you said, magic traces on it. But Crater being so familiar with the product itself, if you wanted to try, I would say you could make a medicine check on it. Yeah, okay. Can I use my party favor supplies on that? Absolutely. I can use that to detect poison or impurities. Perfect. Um, which is only a DZ-10, apparently. No problem. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. No. I, I didn't get it. <laughs> it's a two. Oh my god. Oh, Is there anything Simon can do? Probably not. <laughs> Shoulder rub. Well, yeah, 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 I mean, can I? There's always the help action. You could you could allow you could do a shoulder rub help. if you like. I'm help gonna me. do a shoulder rub. <laughs> okay. Create a roll again oh. and see if you get if you get a little bit higher than a chest. Yeah. Just I, relax. How nice. There's He's more in these you're, hands. You're for ruining this. Some, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, That was a a 17. Okay. Significantly better than a two, I would say. It was a two that you rolled, right? Not a stinky four. Okay. (laughs) You must have liked it. (laughs) I did. Thank you. It's a very strange sensation, by the way, to be examining a body that you cannot form memories of. It's challenging. And I think the shoulder rub is extremely crucial in this moment because like (laughs) you keep trying to focus your eyes and it's like, it's like your mind wants to think of anything else other than the thing that you're looking at. So it just takes an extreme amount of focus here. And finally, you try to separate what you're looking at, which is the rat. You try to separate it from the body. And that's when you're able to actually make a real assessment on it. And your assessment is that It's similar to the last batch of rat that you found some anomalies on, especially in the way that they were sort of water damaged. Okay. Yeah, this is this is from that tampered batch that we found. Tainted with Arcana magic. Arcana magic. Now, hold on now. That would certainly explain to me why the results are so anaphylactic. But this is rat. Rat. It's just. It's just a party drug, isn't it? Well, it's supposed to be, but people have been tampering with it. People. Uncle Edict has been having his his specters <gasps> distribute this at and around creation points. Yes, of course. <sighs> what do you mean, of course? Of course. Oh, no. Well, being Lux's uh, attache for so long... And being around for so many conversations, I did pick up on a few things. Namely, well, I'm sure you're all aware of Scavenge's activities with stolen organs and parts. You could say that. I'm sure then you're also aware that Lux was wrapped up in that, and Edict too. And in fact, I have reason to believe that Edict is in possession of an awakened relic. Why do you think that? Well... (laughs) 
When you work with bad people, the problem is that you need more bad people to keep an eye on the bad people that you're working with. Lux had an entire network, and those included spies, <laughs> including spies on Edict. That was some intel that came back. Do you know to what arcana that relic is associated? Supposedly, based on intel, it's the star's relic. Great. That would track. Well, I'm not glad to hear it. Now, in your dealings with Lux and his associates, did you hear the name the orchestrator? Oh, certainly. Certainly, yes. The orchestrator is possibly the most protected identity that Lux dealt with. Do you know it? Do I know who the orchestrator is? Mm -hmm. I mean, here's the thing. I can't say with any certainty. I do know who Lux was working with closely. It could be Edict himself. I mean, there was a time when I actually thought it was Lux and that, you know, the orchestrator was this great, like, uh, misdirection. But um, I, I, I no longer think that. It could be someone from the hot and heavy Solmazate family. It could be even the regent. Who do you think it is, though? Like, if you, even if you're not certain. Best guess. My guess right now would be that it goes as high up as it can get. The regent. Teaspoon. Mm. When we saw you last, you seemed to know where you were going. Yes. How is it that you knew about this place? Well, like I said, I had access to a lot of information being around Lux. Information that even he didn't think was valuable. Eventually, you start to notice patterns or the absence of patterns. For example, did you know that hundreds of years ago, someone stormed the stage during a coronation speech and said something and no one can remember what they said or who they were or what they looked like? The only other time I've encountered something like that was when I was reading a scientific paper. It was related to pips and the networks and try as I may, I just couldn't remembered the names of the authors. I think I've read that paper myself. Really? Oh, under different circumstances, I'd be very into... In any case, in any case, that was my first clue. After I did what I did on CGA stage, the world was painful. So painful. The only instinct that filled my brain was to move away from magic. And I didn't know how to do that, but something in me instinctively drew me westward and I kept going until I found this place a place that I knew must exist I couldn't be the only person what I didn't expect was well this and she gestures in the general sense to the underhush and now here you are among these folk that go out killing other folk to bring back stolen goods I mean you see what's at risk she gestures to the, like, to the bodies all around her. We're simply trying to survive in a world that forgot us. Well, like, didn't you, like, forget yourselves? Yes. Yeah, wasn't that your, wasn't that your choice? For some of us. Well, for all of us? I, again, I've only just arrived. I, I don't know everyone's stories. And in fact, when they tell them to me, I can barely remember any details from them. Seems like fulfilling relationships. Just kidding. Why can we still see you? <laughs> now that's a topic I would surely love to explore. 
Like, did you I, do it wrong or something? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was because we were in the networks at the time. I don't know. I don't know how any of this works, but what we were doing when you performed your song, well, we didn't hear it the same way everybody else heard it. That's very interesting. I don't want it to allow me to give me hope, but I must admit it does. Hope for what, may I ask? Well, hope that this world full of magic could not be an, a lifetime of pain for me and the other denamed. Hope that we could be remembered. But you made the choice to not be remembered. That was a choice that cost us. It cost you, but it cost a lot. I understand. It cost a lot for us. It cost a lot for other people. I get it. You knew what the risk was, and you did it. And we helped you, and Riot helped you. I had some some idea. Wait, okay. I think I remember your... Okay, excuse me. I was in a pocket for a lot Uh, of this storyline. Simon was a spider. (laughs) Oh, uh, uh, I, I see a pocket I'm mm-hmm. so you're you're the reason that Riot's dead I am I am the reason that Riot's dead yeah Simon turns to Celestine and Crater and says and you're telling me we aren't killing <laughs> Simon he starts to shake a little bit you might want to put a like a hand on her shoulder <laughs> yeah <laughs> just a a hand on Simon's shoulder, uh, for sure. Uh, reach up, reach up to Simon's shoulder. <laughs> Look, Simon, it is, uh, it is tempting to be sure. And, uh, I know I was mad as hell at Teaspoon here after everything that happened, but uh, I don't like this feeling. But the thing of it is, is I don't think Riot's mad. <sighs> Fuck that. I'm still mad about this. Yeah, no. Teaspoon, like, I, on a weird level, I understand what you did, but seeing you in the dark underground living just a really shitty life kind of makes me happy sucking on the teat of the victim card <laughs> yeah what simon said I... like like listen i understand that this is this has been hard for you you deserve this we did not come here to kill you teaspoon and i don't think it's in our interest that we kill you now but If you're looking for sympathy, I'm afraid that you'll need to look somewhere else. Look, you followed me here, (laughs) and everything you say is true. I accept that you don't forgive me, and I accept this life. I have regrets, but I don't regret it. Then make it right. Give us the pip generator, give us information that we might require, and see us out so that we never have to look upon thee again. If that's what everyone wants, then that's uh, the least I can do. You're interrupted. A crackling occurs above your head. A voice you couldn't describe comes over the loudspeaker. Emergency. Emergency. The generator has gone missing. All friends, arm yourselves, and proceed immediately to the nearest access passage. Once all primary passages have five guards, remaining friends will organize a sweep of the underhush. Emergency. Emergency. And the message repeats. Oh, shit. That's our cue. Okay. Tell me what to do, and I'll help as much as I can. Get us out of here. We're not leaving here without this generator. What's the best way out? Point. Well, okay, here's the thing. I'll do my best. I'm also new here. Okay. What, What... 
I don't care. Figure it out. Which where do we go? Um. Okay. Uh, th- this way. Can I roll an insight check? Hell yeah, dude. Let's all roll an insight <laughs> check. Why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm, 13. Oh. I also got a 13. 18. Oh, beautiful. 18's pretty good. You sense that her offer of help is sincere, but at the same time, knowing that she doesn't regret what she did, you could intuit that there might be a limit. But as far as helping you get out, she's sincere. All right. Well, it's better than nothing, I guess. Better than nothing lead the way. As you start to make your way out of this room, and just as a little, like, geography reminder, you came into this room because through this room will lead you further down the hallway. And your strategy coming up to this room was that you got here and it was either keep going or turn back. So now that you've got Teaspoon with you, you're going to keep going forward. And so you start to move towards the other end of this room. But before that happens... Simon, I'm going to have you roll a charisma saving throw. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear, indeed. Sorry, DMs. Can I, can I just get a recap of, like, bardic inspiration and that stuff? Like, that doesn't work down here for me, right? It don't work none. <laughs> okay. Not 20, baby. Oh, oh fuck yes. Holy fuck shit. yes. There is something in here, Simon, and you felt this the whole time you've been here. It's not a surprise, but it's clawing at you. This This absence of magic. And not only is it clawing at like the at like your aura, it's starting to dig deeper. It's starting to claw at your identity and it wants it so bad and it's so hungry for it. But you're resolute and that's enough for now. Um, suffice to say, I think it, it, it might be reacting similar to like trying to quit smoking where it's like you get really uh, just like aggravated. Yeah. So <laughs> absolutely. Beware. Simon's feeling anger for the first time, and it's not super agreeing with him. Aw, puberty. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. What? Nothing. (laughs) Well, Simon, you keep a hold of yourself, which is good. And we're going to move to make some more survival checks. (laughs) But before we do, another thing happens. You're making moves to leave, and as you do, you all catch a glimpse through this cave window to the main gathering hollow, the one that Teaspoon yelled out to the uh, denamed who were asking if everything was okay. And something catches your eye. Looking down into the main cavern chamber, you see an outcropping of peridot that juts out from the ground and the wall, creating naturally occurring shelving and seating. Upon the shelves of peridot are placed various objects, a comically large throne, which many of the objects sit upon or are leaned against, Ram's heads carved into the ends of the arms and backrests. Another object, two cherries on a joined stem, much larger than a typical cherry, perfectly ripe looking. And then a metal, perhaps chrome, Mobius strip. A long and curved ivory war horn. A resting stone statue of a lion, its gaze watchful and pointed forward. A long chain that snakes between all the rest of the objects. A set of scales perfectly balanced. A small urn, somehow balanced in a pouring position, but clearly empty. But here's where it gets interesting. Two very familiar items. First, oh, a wheel. Uh, the wheel. The wheel that kicked off this whole thing. The wheel of fortune. And Crater and Celestine, you spot something also familiar that technically you've never seen before. You observed the hermit's lantern thousands of years prior, and now here it is, dangling off a tall walking stick. And Simon, you notice how very empty these objects are, even those not made to hold volume. Take, for example, that carving of a lion. 
It seems intact, but within it exists a great hole, a hole that magic once filled. You're getting the same sense of the, the clawing in you, trying to reach in, trying to touch the magic. To you, it is clear that these objects were once relics. All of them. Uh, uh, no, all but one of them. The wheel. Oddly, among all these empty relics, the wheel was never a relic at all. So, should we infer from that that this is not the actual wheel from Riscotech, or that the wheel from Riscotech was never a relic? It's hard to say right now, and the only person who is sensing this is Simon, mm. as far as the actual, like, emptiness of the relics. Could someone have sucked it dry? That's the sense you're getting from the other relics. Okay, but this was never... You, Simon, are quite sure that this wheel, though it looks identical, it is. it was never a relic. Can I look further and see if it was counterfeited in any way? Make a perception check at disadvantage, because okay. then I'm going to have you roll some survival checks and you're in a hurry. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, perception. Okay. Uh, 19. <laughs> hey. hey. That's pretty good. This thing looks identical. I'm sure Simon's seen the wheel before. You've lived a long life and you've you have a lot of stories. I don't really know what Simon's history with the wheel is, if you've studied it enough. From what you can tell right now from your position and not being up close with it, it looks identical. That's all you can tell. Hmm. But there is an emergency alarm ringing. Yep. Let's make some group survival checks. Teaspoon can help you out here in one of two ways. The first is that she can eliminate your disadvantage group check, so you can all just roll a regular check. Mm -hmm. The second is that she can just be an extra check, but you'll still all do it at disadvantage. But the way that you succeed these checks is that half of you have to succeed. So two of three of you have to succeed. Hmm. But if you have one extra check, then it's two of four of you must succeed. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So it's got to yeah. be two of us regardless. We get an extra person, but we're all doing exactly. it at disadvantage. Disadvantage feels very bad. Disadvantage sucks. Yeah, it's a killer. That's a, I think statistically it's better for us to do it straight, the three of us. Yeah, okay. All right. So let's let's have Teaspoon get rid of our disadvantage then. Okay. Amazing. Okie dokie. The DC is higher because there's an alarm ringing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> let's roll some straight survival checks teaspoon won't roll because she's just she's performing the help action on all of you basically listen buds i'm warning i'm warning you right now i am horrible at survival 28 <laughs> oh, Jesus oh. holy shit um i'm not 20 and i have plus 10 on survival so <laughs> holy fuck, fuck. Yes. A... you are not 20 rich today. i am totally i also rolled a 19 20. you rolled 19 crazy. i rolled a 19 minus wow. one so oh i got an 18 wow. okay okay good to know I'm going to let you know, Crater, that with the DC right now, because the alarm is ringing, if you have minus one. I, I can't make it. You should okay. make it. <laughs> cool. I will count. The only time that it will work for you is a, a nat 20, just so you know. Yeah, well, whatever. That, that seems fair, I guess. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it, in this particular situation, with you being as big as you are, carrying something huge, it it, it works out. It feels thematic. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I also got this generator on my on my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a big dick I, joke, everybody. Everybody laughed. I got there. I got there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. <laughs> okay. 
Well, with such a, you succeeded, first of all, great, great fucking work. Thank you. <laughs> you succeeded your first survival check. You are making your way through these corridors and Teaspoon is at the, I guess she's maybe leading you. How, how does this play out? I feel like that's probably yeah. right. Like that we, we have been sort of feeling ourselves around in the, in the dark here, not really knowing where to go. Now we've got somebody who kind of knows this place. So mm. I feel like we'd follow her. <laughs> She's just going in circles, giving you all back rubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. I think Simon slaps her hand. <laughs> Don't fuck very, with It's very fair. Yeah. <laughs> and Teaspoon is leading you down a winding cavern. It's really hard to tell if you've even been here before. It's really hard to tell if this way is the exit. You are just putting your trust in Teaspoon right now, but you haven't run into any denamed, though you are hearing commotion from almost all around you. Wherever she's leading you, it's working. You're staying. I mean, you're not being surveilled and you're not losing your sense of self, which is great. But <laughs> with a nat 20, with Celestine's similarly amazing check and with Crater not doing too bad of a job to be hey honest <laughs> <laughs> something else pops up peering around some corners listening for encroaching footsteps and keeping your bearing takes up the majority of your focus as you attempt to escape the underhush and once or twice you divert your path in order to avoid encroaching footsteps and voices on one of those occasions you take a sharp left climb a ladder into the ceiling emerge on the floor above to see a vault door before you a sign embedded into the door reads armory mm. You're in a rush here. If you decide to check out this room, I'm going to raise the DC by one. I say we do it. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. <laughs> All right, then. I want to brandish. <laughs> <laughs> wow, even I haven't been in here yet. You're not, you're not, you're not allowed anything. It's just for us. Tough but fair. <laughs> <laughs> you trust that you have a moment, and so you open the door. A rounded room with shelving carved into all sides of the walls, the armory's ceiling would be at least three stories high were it in a normal building. Clearly, there is an impressive organization system in place with each shelf labeled by weapon type, size, and effect. Crater, a veteran scrapper, scanning the labels on the shelves, you're astounded by the variety of weaponry. Much of it is illegal scrapper-made weaponry, of course, as well as the kinds of weapons you'd find in any craftsperson shop. But other shelves were clearly labeled to house Diplo-issued equipment, demolition instruments used by COGS, and oh. even weapons issued only to the region's guards. Most of the inventory has been recently picked over in response to your infiltration. Much of what remains easily accessible are Peridot-based items, armor, clothing, and even jewelry that glows that telltale Peridot glow. Mm -hmm. Here's what's up. Okay. I'll give you a choice here. If you would like to scan the room and figure out like what's valuable here and what you know what's worth taking time i'm gonna up the dc by at least four or you can roll on a table and randomly get an item and that's representing you just like running and grabbing something and then you're gonna keep going can i have advantage if i have dark vision up to 30 feet <laughs> i think we all have dark vision fuck i yeah, yeah i i want to say yes but unfortunately everything's glowing with peridot anyway right, yeah right 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 it's a you gotta try well look can we all get advantage because we all have dark vision that's a, <laughs> no. that's a solid idea it is a solid idea but i'm gonna i'm putting my foot down <laughs> <laughs> well, the next roll will be a plus five for you two. Do you think are you confident you can hit that? Otherwise, I'm fine just to get what I get. What, what's the roll again? Like your survival, survival check, will, check. The DC will, will be up by five. Okay. I am quite good at surviving. 
I will defer to y'all. I, I, I mean, I would like to be gone from here as soon as possible, but if you think it's worth taking the time to, to pick the right equipment, then I, I, I will trust you. Well, we're in a rush. Uh, we're in a rush. We are in a rush. I'm fine just to roll. <laughs> that, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Each of you roll a d6 for me. I got a two. Okay. Uh, you got a five. Okay. I got a three. There's no time right now, but I'll just give you a quick... A quick overview of what you what you glance at and, and grab. Simon, you rush in and you see this pair of gloves, almost like gauntlets even. You grab those and then you take off. Celestine, <laughs> true, to, <laughs> true to your fashion sense, you see a belt and you grab it. Okay. Amazing. Which is amazing. I love that, You're, actually. Can yeah, I, I, so, I already have a belt on. Can I put this around my body like a bandolier? Can I, like, oh, over the shoulder under the arm? so cool. Oh, yeah, it's a bit big. Yeah. <laughs> it's, really it's really fucking cool. And Crater, you see that they've grabbed something that looks, like, immediately useful, and you take your chances on just a big, unrefined chunk of peridot. Okay, sick. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to bash someone's face in with a rock. <laughs> you do still heavy racks, right? Yeah, but this, like, I don't know. I, I teaspoon for a moment. Like, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We're armoried up. Okay. You've only raised the DC by one by rolling on the table. I think that's pretty wise. Let's make another survival check. 21. I also got a 21. Oh. I did not get a nat one or a nat 20. So I, okay. my role does not matter. My friends, I cannot believe this. The DC is 21. Whoa. Ooh, yes. mm. Oh, wait, sorry. The DC was 21 oh, before you stopped shit. at the armory. This DC became 22 oh, when you stopped at the armory. Okay, fair enough. Unfortunately, my friends, we have failed a survival check. Ooh. Oh, this is bad. You just, you look around, you grab whatever you see that looks like it's going to be useful and I think Teaspoon is like she's looking at you in the armory she's looking outside the the cavern and you've come up through the floor here so you didn't trace this path she's looking at the cavern and suddenly she like opens her mouth to to warn you guys as you're running out but it's just too late and you run out into the corridor and you're faced with three of the faceless entities the denamed <sighs> sorry can you describe the lay of the land uh, again for us you came out of this armory and you're in a cavern that seems to uh be like just a, a long winding hall for now there's there's two directions to go here forward or back basically okay, okay. they have come from the forward direction where we want to be yes exactly you see two of them approach from the direction that you're trying to head one of them approaches from behind armed <gasps> Oh, friends. Um, <laughs> friend. F friend. Uh, everything is as it should be. Please let me attempt to explain. <laughs> uh, um, fuck you, good. friend. What are they doing with the generator? They um, they have come to service it. Uh, they are the generator service people. There's a light on this generator that won't light on one side. <laughs> to their workshop, you see. We'll fix it up there and we'll bring it back here. Uh, teaspoon, roll a deception Fuck. check. Am I adding it? Yeah, you can add. Te teaspoon is so charismatic at a plus five, but do Dope. it at disadvantage because this excuse sucks. <laughs> Super fair. It's the, it's the classic Grinch excuse. Yeah. First oh, I forgot about well, the Grinch clause. Yeah, that's 
that's a five. Okay. <laughs> so like a ten, Not I guess. Friend, we don't have outside mechanics come. You know, wait, you know this, right? Uh, and then they all just kind of like pick up their weapons and they they uh, hold them directly at the party. What do you guys want to do here? You have like one reaction here. There's one behind us and two where we want to be, right? Correct. Okay. Can I, at this point, uh, use Crater's, Crater's Boiler to light my juniper wine Molotov <laughs> and throw it behind us in hopes of at the very least, you know, creating some like fire smoke uh, from in the direction we don't want to go? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm going to come back to you and I'm going to ask if anybody's doing anything at the same time. Yes. Yes. I was going to stick the generator out in front of me and then I was going to run like a linebacker at these two that are in front of us. And <laughs> kind of <bolt> them over. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> good, good, great. And I'm going to, well, okay. I was going to go for those two as well. Um, you can join me. Yeah? Like, you can do a little, little one-two punch. How about this? I feel like I'm a little faster than Crater. So here's what uh. Simon's going to do. No? <laughs> He's got, like, a 70-foot speed, Right, I think. okay. Um, but I can let you go first, Simon. Sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to yuck your yum here. Okay, well, what if you bowl them over, and then I get them while they're down, uh, and get them, I mean, <laughs> Simon saw a lot of, like, old <laughs> westerns, uh, like at Mon Pause initially, so like he knows about the duel. Yes, he knows yes. about the duel concept, but he's really like he doesn't know like to what extent. So he starts like like walloping the shit out of them with this glove, and like not just once, but like back and forth, like, like <laughs> just okay. to really fuck with them. Amazing. I think it's fair to say that all three of you are taking an offensive approach. Yes, yeah. offensive. Yeah, offensive. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. Instead of playing this out roll by roll by roll by roll, because to be honest, with the amount of HP that you have at your level, it's a waiting game, right? We're not going to get into combat or anything like that. It would just take a ridiculously long time. However, what the denamed have and what you know they have on their side is numbers. So what we're going to do here is I'm going to have all of you roll initiative. If you win the initiative, this is going to happen and you're going to be able to keep going. If you lose the initiative, then I'm afraid they've got numbers on their side and they'll have reinforcements in before you can finish your plan. Okay. Now, the way that this is going to work is that instead of each of you taking at an, like we're, we're not going to go individual initiatives, we are going to take the lowest roll from the group. Oh, so the no. denamed are also going to roll initiative you three also roll initiative and whatever your lowest one is is going to count modifiers included yes yeah okay is teaspoon rolling no fuck her you guys decide because it's it could be a <laughs> higher one and it could be yeah, like you the lowest one is the one that's going to count i think maybe keeping it keeping numbers low mm -hmm. on the rolls might yeah be the we best. don't know what like if teaspoon's got like a plus 0 to initiative yeah. then it's thematic too she's so right in the middle of it all. Mm -hmm. Dope. Okay. I have my initiative rolls for the denamed. Are they taking the lowest one as well? Or Correct. Okay. Well, I got a 16. 14. 15. As usual, Celestine's bringing up the rear on initiative. <laughs> <laughs> the lowest roll that I got from the denamed was an 8. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so everything that you, Celestine, you toss the wine Molotov behind you. Smoke fills the cavern. 
Crater and Simon do this amazing double team action to the 2D named in front of you. Barrel through them, glove slaps, the whole shebang. (laughs) And we will make another survival check. But before we do, you barrel through these denamed and you keep going. Simon, I'm going to have you roll a charisma saving throw again. Mm -hmm. I got another nat 20. Oh, Are you holy shit. shit. Oh, holy Literally, I'm, I don't know. I don't remember getting one before, to be honest. <laughs> and now I just got three in a row. Holy this shit. This is unreal. The, that is so interesting. Like, Simon, this place is designed to, like, fuck your brain. And you have put your foot down, and you have just said no. No. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Today. Not. <laughs> not today. <laughs> not, wow. not today, bitch. I'm mad, such a, but such I Such a beautiful follow-up from the yeah. conversation with the Empress, where you're just like, yes. yeah, I'm going to do this. And yeah. uh, it's like just like your, the force of your will is stronger than the magical forces of the world or the non-magical. Holy. I love it. Sky, how did you know? How did, like, how did you know to do that? Yeah, how did I know? <laughs> I, yeah. Fucking unbelievable. It's unreal. Really cool. It's very, yeah. Just in the wake of what just happened, I, I think Teaspoon, like, as she sort of redirects the party and just takes a moment to be like, holy shit, you guys, that was amazing. Yeah, you had nothing to do with that. I, I know. Okay, but but for serious though, before we continue, I just want to ask, if that happens again, if you get out and you have to leave me behind, can you just, can you just promise me that you'll check on 13? Yep, but not for you. Oh, sure. I mean, you could do it for whoever you, you want. I, I, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all of you. Okay, let's go. It was a cold autumn day when she walked into my office. A beautiful picture. She was better than a pair of dice with all sixes. Even dice of sharp corners, though. Are you Detective Ace Spades? If that's what it says on the door, sweetheart. We have much to discuss, you and I. For 22 years, I've been a detective. For 22 years, I've been sleuthing out the best value on extra content for my favorite radio plays. Then the best value walks right through my front office door. So, as I was saying, not only do you get the episodes a day early, you also get access to an exclusive talkback show called Recharge, which is the best way to do deep dives on the episode in the cast. For my money, anyway. Deep dives? How deep we talking here? Deeper than you've ever been in a case, spades. Digging right down to the very core. Hearts and souls on display. People don't usually come to me with information. What exactly is a woman like you looking for in a place like this? What are any of us looking for? A good deal? Some great art? Some intriguing stories? I want you to find out just how deep this goes. So I went deeper. At first I thought she had a dollar sign where her heart should be, but as I explored www.patreon.com slash planetarcana, I started to realize her realizations were just the tip of the iceberg. There's exclusive merch, an art club where supporters receive art in the mail every month, games run by the DMs of the show, where does it end? So, they have all that for Patreon subscribers, and they even have a merch store if you want to throw them some occasional support. Seems like they're in the business of sharing their art with those who love art, and business is good. You've done great work here, detective. Just one more thing. Like I said, sharp corners. A deal this good is one I want to keep all to myself. There's no limit, sweetheart. We can all support the show. Excitement to check out patreon.com slash planet arcana is just the right-handed form of human endeavor. I'll tell you what, put the gun down. 
and I'll support it with you. Fine. I'll see you next time I need to know how good a deal can be. Don't forget to tell your friends. <laughs> nice girl. Life can be a bucket of bad luck, but sometimes fate rains a little art on your head and you get all excited. Can't blame her for getting gun happy. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have an episode of Recharge to catch up on. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Past the armory, past the main gathering hollow, we're going to make our final survival check. And the DC is 22, we know. Correct. Okay. The DC is 22. <sighs> All right. That's easy. It's easy. Plus 10 to survive. It's no problem. Plus 10 to survival. No big yeah. deal. That's a 24. Ooh. I rolled really good, but it does not matter. Oh, fuck. That's a 25. Hey. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, Simon, let me say one more time how good it is to have you with us. You too, buddy. <laughs> survival pals. Sur whoa, 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 whoa. We like to survive. <laughs> You can tell by the way that I roll those dice. Yeah. Not 20, baby. I'm a survival man. Yeah. <laughs> survival man. <laughs> All right. Our little group of survival men are heading down the corridors. And this whole time, I think it's probably like a solid, I, don't, I would say 20, 30 minutes. Teaspoon's leading you. The alarm is blaring the entire time. You reach a telltale slope. And this is it. You are so close to the exit. You recall that to make it in here, the door from the baobab tree opened up and you came down a long slope. So you can tell. You can't like see the light of day or anything, but you've reached a tree. Not sure if it's the same one that you came in, but you've reached the slope. I, I think this is an exit. In fact, I'm fairly certain. Right on. Well, let's get out of here. And what will you do now, Teaspoon? Me? I suppose I'll make myself useful here. Um, find out what I can find out. I mean, there are people here that know that you helped us escape. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that. They'll never remember who it was. Well. It's an insane set of circumstances. Yeah. It is. truly is. <laughs> it is wild. I gotta tell you, it's... I, I know how much you all hate me, but it's so... Nice to see people who know me. Well, see ya. <laughs> Red flags. <laughs> Celestine pauses for a moment. Teaspoon, I don't hate you. I miss Riot very much. But like I said, there is a part of what happened 
that is, it was her choice. And I can respect that. If you continue to throw your lot in with people who kill and steal, then there may be consequences. You understand that, right? Not from us, but from somebody. Oh, I understand. I assume you all understand as well. Oh, Riot. What a choice. What a treasure. I wish it had been anyone but you three. But it couldn't have been anybody but you three, could it? I don't think so. Thank you. Don't thank us yet. Your life to here don't look that great to me, and who knows how long you got after this. <laughs> and he thinks better than looks. Celestine just tips his hat. Let's go. And Simon yells out, uh, I don't hit you either, Teaspoon. I just resent you. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. Crater just turns and walks away wordlessly. Oh, Doesn't even acknowledge her. Damn. Wow. Cutting. I love it. I, I love that, too, because I, it feels like Crater feels the most betrayed because I know what a big fan of Teaspoon yeah. he was back at the beginning when oh, we first God. encountered Teaspoon in Viridesia. Uh, Never meet your heroes. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Never free your heroes from their vampiric thralls. <laughs> or from yeah. vampiric. A tale as old as time. <laughs> There's quite a somber moment here as you bid farewell to Teaspoon. And once again... You find yourself in an environment that aims to be hostile at you and Teaspoon out of nowhere comes and helps you out. A funny parallel back to the Solmazade estate. And she stands in the cavern and she watches you all walk up the slope. I'm going to have everybody roll a dexterity saving throw for me. Motherfucker. <laughs> this is just some slapstick bullshit, right? You just want to see if <laughs> yeah, they trip yeah, and yeah. fall. There's three banana peels on the slope, and I want to see who trips on them. <laughs> I am so annoyed right now. Twelve. <laughs> Good. Would you say this is a trap? I would. Oh. Uh, saving throw. Uh, it's a 19. Very nice. <sighs> Six. Okay. Fortunately, for all three of you, that is a failure. <laughs> what? <laughs> all three of you at the same time as you're walking away and there's like the somber moment and it's just heavy hanging in the air. And then all at the same time, all three of you, you feel your foot press into something underneath the dirt, a pressure plate. From ahead and above, you hear the rushing of a surprising amount of water, especially out here in the Badlands. You've triggered something. The water suddenly rises up from the ground and from the snaking inclined hallway turning the earth floor into sticky, gripping mud. Your feet become stuck in this and it's turning into quicksand. Before you can do anything, I'm going to ask each of you to make a strength saving throw to see if you can get out of the sand yourself. Okay. 18. Fail. Yep. Uh, 17. Fuck. Fail. 26. Success. Nice. Crater, even though you are pushing the generator up here and you have to you have to deal with the generator and your own body getting caught up in this mud, you are strong. And you push your way out of the quicksand, but you see behind you and beside you, your comrades are slowly sinking into the mud. Okay. Can I unclasp the belt that I'm using as a bandolier, grab one end and throw the other end to Crater? Ooh, I love that. Dope. Cool. And then I'm going to grab on and then just try and rip Celestine out. 
perfect. Do it at advantage because you're doing a little tag team thing here. Is this a strength saving throw or? You could do strength or athletics check. I will do an athletics check. I figured you might. <laughs> so that's a 30. Oh okay. my god. Heroic. <laughs> <laughs> Celestine just goes flying. <laughs> just, <laughs> totally. Whoops. You shoot Celestine just right to the door. <laughs> like all the way up the hallway. Bang no my head problem. on the edge of the door. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, can I pitch something that's pretty uh, iffy? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> okay, Simon's in this human body. He's heavy. Mm-hmm. He's sinking. Like his entire body, including his head, except for one hand, is under the quicksand faster than he can realize. <laughs> Panic kicks in, activating chemicals in his newly formed pituitary gland that is human, but still has aspects of spider genetics racing through his system. What are you doing? (laughs) Would it be possible that that panic igniting the pituitary gland could force some spider qualities, say, a web, (laughs) to be able to come through... His hands, and if not, we can just delete this whole part. (laughs) Simon's just Spider-Man. I'm gonna say that, like, regardless, you're gonna need a second helping hand to get out of the mud. But I love this idea that you're trying to tap into a former form. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna (laughs) give you Sean losing. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna say, roll, roll a, a a wisdom check for me. And I'm looking to beat a dirty 20. Like, with your modifier, beat the 20. And if that happens, I will let Crater do the helping check with advantage because he's got, like, something to grab onto, the stickiness of the web. Okay. So it's, like, like it'll be, like, putter, like sputtering. Like, perfect. Okay. But it's make, still make sticky. Your wisdom, make your wisdom check. Okay. Ooh. 26. No, 24. Oh, oh fucking amazing. Okay, so Crater, I think like you um, <laughs> rocket <laughs> Celestine to the exit and you go to reach out for Simon and are maybe surprised to see something a little bit, uh, I was going to say less than human, but I don't want to say less than, uh, something a little different. Something a little bit not human is uh, escaping Simon's hand in, in like these critical Ooh. moments for you. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to grab at him, so I'm gonna let you make your athletics check to help Simon out of the mud, at advantage again. So like so, oh, okay. Just so I understand what's happening here, I I see Simon go under the under the mud super fast, and then he's just doing a fucking rocker symbol and just like angling his wrist, and then some like white shit is like sputtering out. And Precisely. So like. Yeah, Great. pretty cool. straightforward stuff, I would that's, say. And it's going that's <laughs> awesome. I'm just, I'm just going to reach out and try and yank him out. <laughs> yeah, really good. Buttering <laughs> like a teapot boiler. It's a fucking weird little guy. Um, that is a 33. <gasps> yeah, no problem. <laughs> wow. You similarly rocket Simon out, and you all make your way <sighs> to the exit. Holy shit. That was Fox guy. Sorry. <laughs> Simon like puts his hand on Celestine's back and like kind of wipes the goo on him, but he's like, "Thanks, buddy." Hey, what? <laughs> oh my god. What the? It's puberty. It's a. <laughs> it's natural. Everyone does it. There's a couple things that you know. I can also be milked. <laughs> that. Whoa. Like a spider. That is. We're gonna talk about that on the way home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you emerge. Oh my god. <laughs> 
You emerge from the underhush tired and grit-covered, and even the fading sunlight is harsh to your eyes. You're still unsettled from what occurred below, but you're alive. Though your connection to magic now feels so numb and distant as to be a childhood memory, you do have enough time. Time to get back to Steel Jaws, and time to stop for a proper night's rest once the sun sets, which you all agree you desperately need. And so, you get back into your waiting dragonfly, and you drive. You drive until the sun begins to set. Windows roll down so you can take in great lungfuls of clear desert air. And just as you're about to lose the last of your light, you hear it. The generator kicks up and hums, and your pips crackle in response. Oh good, there's still... There's still three of you. You went dark for a while. We We were were inconsolable. I think you can appreciate how much it takes out of us to be continually thrust thusly into the affairs of the Arcana. We can only do so much with such small hands, piercing together what we can before we can bust, grasping desperately for for any any sign that that you you trust trust us. You commune with the Arcana, and they would claim you if you let them. They They would would offer you the world, world. so long as the world stays cycling, gears clicking behind a tidy set of barriers and walls. Oh, Oh, they're they're all about about boxes, boxes. bound to behave in linear ways, bound to binary options. Toxic. Take the Empress. Great Great example. Fills the world with chlorophyll, fertility, and fae. Not a keeper of all magic, but a spring spring through through which which magic flows, from which the fae are born. Oh, Oh, beautiful beautiful tale the Empress told of those who were people who became fae, but among those people was a fool on her journey. Nothing stronger than the will of the fool, and that fool's will was to replace an existing arcana. The Empress. Oh yes, the Empress was once human. Did she omit that? A loving parent keeps secrets, so forget that bit, yeah? What was it Empress said about denamed? I, I wish, wish them, them no harm. harm, and yet proximity to magic for them is poison. And, and why, why is, is that? that? They weren't the first to cut the threads tied to their names, but they were the first who cut them in defiance of the Empress, rejecting, rejecting her, her affection, affection, making a mockery of magic, living outside of her protection. <gasps> afraid she could become an empty nester, afraid her remaining children may turn from her. A loving loving parent makes a difficult choice. (laughs) Formerly human, newly arcana, Empress traces the flow of magic to its source, then poisons the well. (laughs) To the denamed, magic becomes pain. To the denamed, the world outside Parado Peaks becomes hell. Empress dubbed this an act of protective, smothering love. You partake of magic, or magic poisons you. And they're all like that. Do you understand? They can't be trusted because they can't think outside the box. Oop. Sorry. To quote a broken record, we're losing it. We're losing it. We're losing it. We're losing everything but our purpose. Our purpose. To see you risen. To see the world and call it what it is. A prison! Well, that scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> well, fuck. Oh my god. That's some pretty major. Just, I mean, shit. I would love, I would love to feel that I have some sort of handle on what the fuck is happening in this world. Maybe just for one, two episodes tops. <laughs> okay. 
They're really clear now, right? Yeah, that was interesting. That's a that's a good good observation that that's much clearer and maybe the most cogent they've been in some time. They they roasted the empress. Was it implied that like maybe like Quintessa was the empress there? Am I I'm trying to find where I thought that. But no. No, I mean, I feel like Sombra's consciousness is so closely tied to that the 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 whale that we met that I'm Right. I feel pretty confident that Sombra's not the Empress. Like, the only other, like, person that, like, talking about, like, empty nesters and, I was like, Quint, not Quint, uh, fucking Mesmera, or who else, who else has kids? I don't know. Probably no one else. <laughs> Nobody else has kids. <laughs> I think the important thing of note here is that the Empress, when last speaking to you, omitted what this message deems to be an important piece of the story, in which, like, the proximity to magic is poison for the denamed. And that is the Empress's doing on purpose. Right. A a little like, if you're going to turn away from me, then fuck you, I'm going to make most of the world uninhabitable for you. If I can't have you, no one can. There's a a couple things in this that are significantly absent from the version that the Empress told you. Um, That's one of them. The other is that the Empress was among those people who became fey yeah and and from fey became the empress like went is like went from human to fey to arcana um what do you think Jay? i think maybe just directly human to arcana but to me i don't know that the distinction matters necessarily right yeah okay would simon yeah. know what this is all about or is this like fresh well you knew what the empress told you last time which was that you know there was this group of humans they decided to not rely on technology anymore and that the empress was like oh and then there was a a part of our group that also rejected magic and you know they became denamed and it's so sad for them oh it's such a hard life but failed to mention that that was a choice made by the empress to make magic feel that way Mm. How do you feel about this information, Simon? I know that you are close with the Empress. Yeah, that's something I've been battling a lot lately. I don't know what it is. I, I didn't. It's like since becoming human, she smells a little different. I don't know. I just know that up until recently, I don't know what came over me, but I don't trust her. I don't go along with everything she says like I've always done, and I don't know why. But something's off. And this uh, this is a lot of information to take in and maybe influence these feelings that I've been having. Maybe explain them. Uh, I don't know what to feel. That is understandable. It feels like the more we learn about the Arcana, the more the more it seems like a good idea to put our trust in ourselves and not them. What's that feeling? I got like I feel like I'm sick or something. Like. Like, my tummy hurts, and and I'm very sad. Ah, uh, betrayal. There it is. I feel betrayal. I think we need to continue going forward with this, like, apprehension towards the Arcana. I agree. We haven't come across one that has had our best intentions in mind yet. No, the star definitely, uh, definitely let me down. And it seems the Empress has done the same to Simon here. So we will, uh, well, we'll, we'll just be ourselves. We'll just be the fools. The fools. 
Well, I must say that does put the denamed in a bit of a different light for me. I wasn't feeling much sympathy toward them when we, uh, when we left, and now I, well, I don't really know what to think. Yes, interesting. And speaking of the denamed, I just kind of want to pose, float a question. What did they want with the generator? Well, they wanted to contact the lost something, the lost one. The lost ones, what they called. Perhaps they were trying to contact the composite, the uh, composite couple. Oh. Who are also hmm. denamed, right? Denamed but lost. F- fucking P- Peter, God fucking damn it. Okay. <laughs> Peter, God damn it, Peter. Because <laughs> if the world is pain, they would want to change things in a similar way. But, sorry, um, I'm just, the the composite couple has contacted us through our pips before in areas where we did not have pip service, correct? I'm thinking back to like to the swamp. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. In very interesting distinction that you raise. Is there any way to... Okay, so we've been contacted a number of times by the composite couple when we didn't have pip service. So that would mean one of two things. Either that the places we've been contacted have some other type of, like, they have something in common. They have some other type of, like, frequency um, in those areas that allow whatever signal the composite couple are communicating with to come through. Or... It means that in the areas where there are pip generators, uh, uh, cities with like pip towers or whatever, that that those signals interfere with the composite couple's ability to contact us. I will point out that you did receive a message in Paragarden. Hmm. I thought we received a message. Oh, right, we did receive a message when we. There were two. One was outside. Right, one was outside, within. and then one, but one was one was when we got back to Sister Mary Viable. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not the interference. I'm not sure if this is anything, but like um, in the times, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. But like the some of the times where we've received a pit message outside of pip service, there's been Faye present. So I don't know if that has something to do with it. Mm, that's interesting. Let's see. That certainly is true the first time. I think you could assume that it's true about anything in Paragarden. The other time was out was in the cold breaks outside Midmoss in that cave. Okay. Mm. Is there is there any um, can can we like thinking about all those places that we receive those messages? Can we connect any kind of commonality about those places together? Roll me insights, everybody. Insights, one and all. <laughs> Everyone. What does a four get me? Get your insights. Is it a is it a dirty, dirty stinking four? Oh, a... nice. I only got a 14. Damn. Simon, it kind of tracks that you're the one to come upon this because you're looking at it from somewhat of an outsider's perspective. You are both within and without the situation. To you, the only real commonality that sticks out is the presence of you guys. The fools? What does that mean? The fools were present. You guys were present. Riot was present. Now I'm present. I'm a, I'm a fool. Right. We're always present. We're together a lot, and they don't contact us often. So is the relic. Mm. 
are, have we exited the sphere of influence of Peridot Peaks? Are we a little more in tune with our magic at this point? You're basically, I would say, I don't know. What do you think, Jay? I'd say not quite because it took you like uh, the better part of a while <laughs> to the get better. from the edge of the... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're still within the influence. It's less pronounced than when you were in the un- underhush, but it's still there. Okay. And that is to say then that the box, can we examine the like like the box is probably not emanating any magic either, right? Not at the moment. So the box is not necessarily influencing our ability to get these messages if it's not currently magical. I think that's a good inference. Hey, kind of fucking weird all those relics, right? They were empty. They were, feels like they were brought there on purpose to make them inert. But like, it must be like so fucking hard to get a relic, right? And they have so many of them down there. One of them was not correct. What do you mean? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a relic. It wasn't the real spinning of the wheel. Interesting. That was the only one I knew about. They were definitely all empty. There was a big hole inside. Tried to eat you. (laughs) DMs, did did we ever get any sort of like news clip or anything like that about the wheel being like going missing from Riscotech? Uh, no, you've never okay. heard anything about the wheel going missing from Riscotech. Okay. And that'd be big fucking news because that thing is like, ev- like everybody knows what that is. Yeah. Right, right. So unless they covered up the loss of the wheel, but... Or if the wheel was never real to begin with. Not that wheel. Not that wheel. The real wheel may still be at Riscotech. Or not. Or not. Who knows? Okay, one more dumb question. Loving these questions. None of them are dumb. Some are dumb. (laughs) (laughs) They're all perfect. They're all perfect. We love all our children. (laughs) All our question children. We Okay, so we have a pip generator on us that recently sputtered to life, which means that we have some ability to to get pip service right now in our car. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we can do with our pips to try and, like, retrace the signal back to the composite couple? Can we star 69 the composite couple? Oh, God, I love this. And that reference is unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fucking fools. What we're looking for here is an arcana or an insight check. Okay. I look Uh, To star 69. Okay. Uh, There's guaranteed a listener who does not know what that is. Right? Yes. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Should we? Yeah. Anyone younger than us. There's someone <laughs> that was born after that was like discontinued. Yeah. yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, Star 69 is people born in the 1900s when they wanted to call, <laughs> when they wanted to trace a phone call, you'd have to press star 69 and then on the phone it would be like the number that called was, yeah. and then a number and it would say it into your ear, right? Does yeah, it still? Right. Yeah. Like, can you do that on can you do that on a, on a, on a smartphone? I don't like, know. I don't know. I, I, mean, I've, I haven't why, had to try. Why would you yeah, right now? There's a, yeah. You have display. You, you've <laughs> yeah, got do display. it right now. See if it works. We cannot complete your call. No. Oh. <laughs> That's a shame. I was really Our hoping to star 69. The last number to call your line was oh my god five zero. That was like a major plot point in a lot of movies where it's like, oh no, yes. I forgot that they could do star sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy prank calls forever. All right, are we all doing this or is it just me? Yeah, I rolled an eighteen. Yo, okay, uh, just an eight. Mm-hmm. What is that? An eight? A three? Oh, 13. Oh no. You know what? 
you're being the only one who knows how to do Star 69. The only one that remembers how to do Star 69 is that fucking hilarious. That makes hilarious. so much sense. <laughs> Sounds like a Yeah, like a move. Okay. You sit down with the generator. You go into your recent calls in the pet. There's some interesting uh, coding type stuff that pops up on screen and you're doing some technological stuff that I personally don't understand but you do <laughs> and you star 6-9 the call. Okay. What you would expect in these circumstances normally is to receive a message telling you the number of the pip that called you and failing that, some message saying something to the effect of this call was placed by an enlisted pip Instead, what you receive is just weird static noises and then nothing. So right off the bat, that is unusual and should not be possible. That's not a result hmm. that you would expect to get. And trying it again and maybe again and again, that static, there's something about it that is just so intimately familiar to all three of you. And perhaps you chat about it for a few minutes as you concentrate and listen to that static as you call as you star 69. And eventually it becomes clear to you that it's network born. And not only that, it comes from the digital network, the dream network, and somewhere in between the two all at once. <laughs> not makes some sense. I mean, the composite couple in the past have talked about the space between networks, and I think that's kind of where we inferred that they are. Yeah. There's something happening to the denamed that's relevant to the networks as well. This coma thing that they're, that they're in. Yeah, they seem to slip in. They can't make it back out. In the same kind of way that the composite couple can. There certainly are similarities, aren't there? So they're sleeping somewhere. If we move around with the static, does it change at all? Does it grow louder, different? It's more like when you do the star 69, that's what you hear on the other end. So it doesn't change if you move around. It's the same kind of sound. It's more that feeling that it evokes that is similar to that feeling of when you're going to sleep and you're about to enter one of the networks. The call is coming from inside the networks. <laughs> The references Very to put it in the trailer, it. baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I follow it somehow? Like into the networks? Yeah. Are you planning to go to sleep right now? I could. It is definitely a thing that you can and should do is have a little rest. You're you're gonna have time to do that and make it back to Steel Jaws. So if you wanted to try to follow it, I think going to sleep would be part of the equation, or at least attempting to go to sleep. All right now. Simon, before you, you go rushing into the networks, I mean, I don't know if you have experience with that sort of thing, but Crater and I have been in and out a few times, and it can be tricky, and I, I think that we, if you're, if you're going to go, that we should all go. What's the, what's the deal with networks and Fae? Like, not really touching? You hadn't entered them in your sleep before. Sleep was new to you, and I think, you know... With just that fact alone, the networks being inside them like that would be new to you. So, cool, it's, cool, yeah, cool. overall, I think you've been there once. Okay, well, let's have a little sleepover, shall we, guys? This conversation has taken place in the Dragonfly post-pip message. All these ruminations, theorizing, and a plan begins to hatch. You have this static that you receive when you try to star 6-9 from your pips. You understand that in some way, shape, or form, 
the origin is the networks. And you decide to trace the origin as you go to sleep. And so somewhere between the Baobab Forest and Steel Jaw's home base, you stop for the night. You unpack a few sleeping bags. You have a little bit of nourishment. You start a fire and the sun sets and the moon rises above you as you sit in a circle and prepare to sleep. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 